All right. Um, so uh, not anything going on, um, but uh, we've, we've uh, uh, not any sporting events, but a lot going on overall. But uh, we're, uh, we've been having a, a busy week already. We've had our intercollegiate athletics committee. We had our repopulation of, of, of student athletes uh, and starting workouts this week. Um, we had great results with our academic success from the past semester, the best ever with a 3.44 overall, um, best on record. So um, a, lot of, a lot of great, great results there given all the challenges and the change and pivoting to online. Um, that, that turned out really, really well. But um, it was a big week to be able to start to have um, our, our facilities start to open up. Uh, for our student athletes to utilize again. So uh, went over and watched uh, football uh, as they were uh, working in their, I think, six different groups this morning uh, that they came through the weight room, then some working outside, and then they'd shift, and then another whole nother group would come in. But um, really proud of our folks for the, the work and the effort that, is, that has been going on. Um, obviously, uh, last week, uh, a, a lot of um, a lot of activity and and discussion and for us a lot of, of learning and listening and to our student athletes and in dealing with uh, the racism and the issues that have been across the country were um, were no different and we we uh, responded and we we had a good uh, zoom call with all our student athletes wherever they were uh, on, on Thursday and then had an in-person meeting with the student athletes that were in Columbia and near here. We had President Choi and, and uh, uh, police chief uh, from, from Columbia, the police chief from, from the Mizzou, um, our head coaches, and a lot of good, good discussion going on and, and really trying to create action, action, other action that we can take from that. But really proud of the football team and, and, and having a walk down to the courthouse on Wednesday and registering 62 people to vote and just encouraging people to be involved and, and um, make things better. But um, <clears throat> my, my first hire uh, as an AD way back in 1995 was uh, the head basketball coach they, at Portland State. They were starting basketball back. I think it hadn't been back in 11 years. And I hired Richie McKay and my, uh, my first um, Hire here at Mizzou, major hire at Mizzou was was Conzo Martin. Both basketball coaches, both black, but they were the best people that I thought for the job. And did that make me a better person? No, but I, I think it it made for hiring them. But it it made me a better person knowing knowing each of those uh, those folks. And, and diversity inclusion makes us all better. And and that's what we're we're about. Um, our core values in in athletics are about respect and integrity and gratitude and humility and doing that together. And that's, that's what we're here for. And uh, a lot of learning going on and, and you would expect that at, high, at a higher education institution, but um, a lot of learning going on in, in athletics as well. Um, we're, let's see, repopulation. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're anticipating and we're working towards a, a starting of September 5th and obviously the repopulation of our student athletes are a part of that, but um, just planning, um, planning for, uh, for the sport of football to start. That's the big question everyone asks, but, but volleyball and cross country and soccer as well. And, and uh, 
we're, we're planning for that. And then given the, the, the realities of the situation at that time, we may have to pivot and change. And um, I just ask that our, our fans and, and supporters um, are, uh, give, us, give us a little leeway this, this year. It's going to be an unusual year. It could be a very, I, I think, a very exciting year and, and uh, excited about what's, what this fall brings. But it's probably going to look different than anything that we've, we've ever had before. So um, a lot of things going into that, a lot of things to bring our, our student athletes back and not all our staff are, are working um, on site, but um, uh, we've been going through uh, a lot, um, had a, a budget um, reductions as we, we look forward to moving into the next fiscal year. Uh, we were estimating around 16.5 million and uh, we did a lot of reduction in our overall operations and, and some of that was HR and then, and then other moves to, to help come up with that 16 million. So um, I've spoken probably longer than any of you have ever heard heard me speak, but I uh, uh, a lot on my mind right now. A lot of a lot of things going on, and and uh, I'm really proud of the team I work with. Questions for Jim? Yeah, Jim, Gabe DeArmond. Um, first of all, what went into your guys' decision to change uh, the the testing approach when kids came back and, and I've got a follow up after that, but I'd like to kind of find out what's going on there first. Sure. As um, expect a good question from you, Gabe, but um, <laughs> it, it um, you know, as I've, I shared before, we were, we were listening to all the, the latest. And, and then I, I think as that week got closer and as, as people started to have, have positive tests, um, President Choi and, and our medical team and all of us um, made the decision to pivot there and, and, and test our student athletes and, and staff that were coming in. And so um, that, that was the reason probably, probably you know, a, a little bit of change. And we wanted, um, we wanted to, to make sure where we, where we were at that point in time. So uh, I think that was, um, that was why we did it. What kind of talks did you have with the guy? I know you guys have chosen not to share whether there were any positive tests, but there have been some across the country. You guys can control where they're at for like two or three hours a day, but but what discussions did you have with the kids about the other 21 hours? Yeah, I think, and, and they're, they're going to listen to their coaches more than a, a stuffy old AD, but um, they, they, they are telling them that, um, they're part of a team. They're part of a bigger, uh, bigger than themselves, and and that that they need to take responsibility as well. And so, um, yeah, will will people break from that? Yeah, but I think uh, I think they're really focused on you know and being better. They're um, from what I saw, really, um, our our strength and conditioning coaches said they came back in um, you know pretty good shape, um, and so more more than not you know in in great shape so I think um, a lot of focus on what they can do as a team and and I think that that will keep them from from probably exposing themselves and their team members uh, for more
All right, we're done. Thanks. I'm sorry. I didn't know if we were – I apologize. I got one for you, Coach. Uh, Seren Petro at WHP uh, in Kansas City, Jim. Um, I think I called you Coach. I apologize, Jim. Yeah. Um, the um, uh, Coach Drinkwitz, you mentioned the, uh, the march and then getting everybody registered to vote. And uh, I, I know that must be, a, as you mentioned, a, a prideful situation. A lot of people kind of emulating what uh, Coach Drinkwitz did. I don't know if he was the first, but – he was one of the first that I heard. I, I asked him when we had a chance to talk with him about uh, whether or not, uh, you know, he thought things would carry forward, right? That's one of the big uh, things of momentum uh, this time around is that, you know, it can't just be one-time reaction here, that, that there has to continue to be actions moving forward. I asked him if there had been discussions with you, with the university, with the chancellor, uh, if players wanted to protest and kneel uh, during the football games. Is that something that, You've discussed. It seemed like Coach Trinkwitz uh, felt like that was off in the distance, and something that uh, he wasn't. Uh, maybe you guys hadn't tackled yet. If you haven't, when do you think you'll discuss that subject? I think that's an ongoing discussion. I think that's that's something that um, you know we're. Um, uh, I think as as Eli put it, he it's it's a team decision. It's something that that you you. Um, you work out as a group and there and our student athletes are part of a team, but obviously they're individuals as well. And so um, I think we're in a, we're in a different world. I think um, um, with the NFL, you know, making the statement they did and, and just realizing that, that maybe we, you know, we've been, um, uh, you know, blind to a lot of things that have, that our, our black student athletes and, and others have been um, exposed to. And so, um, I, I think all of that's uh, going to be something that's that's evolving. Um, so I couldn't say, you know, yes or no today because I don't know what it'll what'll look like, and and um, it'll be something that 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 we work out together. Uh, you mentioned having hired uh, two African American basketball coaches. Basketball's got a lot better representation when it comes to uh, African American head coaches. College football lagging way way behind. Uh, what would be your, uh, you know, theory, uh, if you would, as to why uh, there is such a stark difference between the hiring of African American coaches in the two sports? I don't know. I thought you were going. You know what? Uh, you know, um, ha have I looked at you know black coaches to be head football coaches? Absolutely, and and um, talk to them this time around again. Um, but but for a variety of reasons, didn't but didn't get uh, have that opportunity. But. Um, or they didn't have that opportunity, whatever the, the, the what it ended up being. But but I think um, there's more and more coordinators. We've got a great young one in in Ryan Walters um, as coordinator, defensive coordinator. And and when you give them opportunity in those coordinator positions, I think that can um, fill the pipeline with really qualified individuals that that uh, can have an opportunity. And I I think Ryan will have that opportunity in the future. Just one more quick follow-up. I wasn't specifically talking about you necessarily, yeah. right? And uh, you're hiring, but it, but it is interesting to hear your personal experience on it. But is it is it a thing that it's you know this is just something again the the, the protesting that's going on has kind of awakened everybody's eyes to kind of look around and and maybe it's never been talked about and that's been the problem is that there hasn't been a real focus on the fact that there is such a shortage. Yeah, I I, I think there. Are, there is, and I think that's why um, uh, the NFL has done some things. And I think uh, for us, uh, as Division One, you know, great thing for us to do internally. We want to look at 
at having a, a group that's um, a, a cross section of people that'll that'll help us uh, identify candidates and and try to create more diverse pools uh, anytime we have an opening. And I think those are solutions we need to um, work towards, um, you know, in each department. And so uh, I, I think. I think there's opportunity. There's a, there's a lot of talented guys that haven't got their shot yet that, that I think you'll see in the future. Hey, Jim. Um, thanks for doing this. Uh, you mentioned having a meeting with, with everyone on campus um, kind of about some of these, these social justice issues. Was, was there any takeaway you had, any, anything that really stuck out to you on, on what you learned from, from listening to your players and staff? Uh, just – to reinforce it, that I haven't walked in their shoes. I, I think that that um, no no one that that's uh, uh, that's not black, that uh, men or or a man or a woman hasn't walked in their shoes and hasn't experienced the things that um, whether subtle or overt, you know that that they um, you know they're uh, or intentional that that they've experienced and and just you know it it hurts. Um, you know, because we're all part of the same race. And, and I think that that, that uh, hurts that they have had those things. Anytime anyone is, is slighted, I, you know, or, um, you know, feels that way, I, I just, uh, you want it to be a better place. And I think we can all, you know, we can make Mizzou better. We can make Missouri better. We can make um, this nation a heck of a lot better. And, and so we're, we're going to listen and we're going to learn and we're going to, you know, we're going to keep moving forward and, and take positive steps towards that. Hey, Jim. Um, no, you mentioned that $16.5 million and just the budget and sharing that. I guess I was just curious uh, what kind of went into those decisions and uh, how do you feel, kind of feel about the budget going forward? Yeah, I don't know if I've lost more hair, um, but it, it's, it, it's been a, you know, the, the COVID time of, of dealing with, you know, what's going to be reality and what, where, where are we going to be in a, as far as financially and, you know, and how do we do that and not impact student athlete experience and, and sports and things the best we can. And so a lot of thought, a um, lot of meetings, both within our, our immediate staff, but then also across campus with, with President Choi and, and uh, Rhonda Gibbler, the CFO uh, of the institution. And so we, kind of collectively came towards that and, and with the results that, that we had. I have a related question. Uh, what are you, what percent of capacity for football games are you expecting to let in with social distancing requirements? Great question. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to be able to tell you what it is. Um, but, but, but we're trying to, we're trying to plan you know, we're renewing our tickets. And by the way, we're, we're a little bit above last year's renewal rate and at this point in time with renewals and all. And so um, we have good momentum. It just, it, it's upsetting that we can't take full advantage of it or we haven't been able to with the COVID um, challenge. But, but I think, um, you know, it's going to be a range and probably 17 scenarios of how we do it. But we're, we're trying to wait until we um, make that final decision as much as we can, but it could be anywhere from 50% to 75 to, you know, closer to um, full capacity as uh, in some games. But I think that'll depend on the, the health officials um, the, as we get information. 
Um, that'll depend on the fans and, and we're going to do a good job of educating of what we're doing to keep, keep, uh, keep it a, a healthy place. And I, I may have mentioned on the last call, there's 10% of the people right now that are, that are probably not going to come back and, and for health reasons or whatever, come to a social setting and 15% that are ready to go today. And maybe that's growing as far as maybe it's 20% that are ready to go back. Um, but, but that middle, we've got to make sure that they, they understand what we're doing and, and we try to do it as effectively and safe as possible. Okay. And then related to that, um, the Post-Dispatch, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch did a story where they quoted you saying you expected 20% revenue shortfall. Is that still your thinking? Yeah, two good questions. Um, we're, so we're, yeah, and it's a guesstimation, if you will, of where we think we will be. If you look at our um, football, that's the largest one as far as uh, um, outside of our television revenue. Um, where that's at, we're, we're, like I said, a little bit ahead on season ticket renewals. But if we're not able to, um, to allow uh, single game sales, then that's probably a 25% hit there. So um, if we just allow all our season ticket holders in and, and that's what the stadium looks like, then, then we're looking at a, a little bit more than 20%. But um, if we can, we can have some, then I think we can hit that 20% or, or hopefully go above. Thanks. With, that, uh, with the season ticket renewals, would those be refunded if like you're not able to have fans in the stands? Yes, and, and that's what uh, we, we sent out something to our season ticket holders maybe a couple months ago now that as far as just that, yeah, you know, we're, we're asking you to renew the tickets. We don't know what the season's going to look like and how many fans we're going to be able to have, but um, we'll allow you to um, get a refund or, or put the deposit towards, um, towards next year. Gotcha. Hey, Jim, uh, you mentioned how you're leaning on health officials uh, and I just asking about professional sports. They're starting to make some news about um, the NASCAR inviting some fans to come back this weekend. How much is, does the SEC or maybe yourself kind of reach out to other professional leagues that are already trying to kind of get things going? Like what can you learn or take from them and do you keep in touch with them in any way to find out how they're doing it to keep people safe? Actually, uh, Commissioner Sankey is doing a great job with that and reaching out to those those different leaders and in, in those different organizations. And so we're we're trying to learn from them as it goes. And and uh, um, we have uh, at least a couple of meetings with our ads uh, with the SEC each week. And and um, we're continuing to to take it in and and learn from and and adjust and and maybe plan a little bit differently because of what's what's occurring. So um, hopefully they get out there a ways and, and, and have some good success and, and keep it moving forward. Jim, you talked about having, you know, guesstimates on what the revenue hit might be this year. And a lot of things are fluid right now, but how do you go about your thought process of trying to balance uh, where some of those impacts are felt and, and how those impacts can maybe be insulated from your student athletes uh, since uh, that's what you're trying to focus on all the time. Yeah. So I'll take the latter part, but so the, um, you know, looking at, we're not reducing coaching staffs and, and, and trying to um, those people that are, are daily with 
the student athletes on the medical side and, and uh, physical training, trying to utilize those people the best we can. And those are areas kind of um, that, that we've, we've tried to make stronger, the mental health area, um, nutrition. We hired a nutritionist during the middle of the pandemic and a new one. And, and so um, those, those folks that are directly impacting our student athletes, we're trying to, um, to, um, to keep that as strong as possible and then make reductions in, in other areas. Jim, the AP has reported a couple different places that their estimate for costs for COVID tests are about $125 each. Do you have a, a ballpark figure for what you guys are spending per test or how much you anticipate spending total on making sure everyone is, is tested properly and is safe? Yeah, and, and have had that conversation with MU Health. And right now they're, they're sending out um, the, the test uh, to get results. And so they're looking at something that they'll be doing um, more internally in the future. And it's around $150 um, right now for the tests that we've done. And um, they've said it's going to be significantly less when, when they have their operation in place and able to um, do the testing uh, results in, in-house. Appreciate it. Hey, Jim, uh, just uh, one question, two questions for you. First, you said you mentioned the, uh, the September 5th date for football first. Would you allow other sports in the fall to compete before that black and bubble has their black and gold date? Usually it's weeks before that, just to make sure that that's clear. Or is September, September 5th the date where everybody can start? No, I, I think it, it, that's just the official, you know, first big day of football for, for us. But um, I, I think there's other competitions that, that are scheduled before that. Nick, do you yes. have that? I don't have it in front of me, but yes, there are. Yep. Yeah, I, I think volleyball starts earlier than that, and, and there may be cross-country meter. Soccer may have something before that. So it, that I, I just look at that as a, a date that, you know, everyone's looking at because of the, the fans and the uh, and football. Gotcha. Just wanted to clarify that. And then uh, you mentioned how busy of a week you kind of had so far. What's next on your plate, you know, looking at the end of this week, being a next week, what's the next thing to kind of get as back to whatever a new normal for you or for the athletic department would be that's right in front of you next? Ooh, you know, it just, well, to successfully, you know, bring all our teams back. And, and so we're, we're phasing that and volleyball comes in next week and then, and then um, other sports throughout. And then the first part of July, I think it is uh, July 6th for baseball, softball and track and field and tennis and golf. So a big group coming back there. Um, Nick and his group have done some, some videos on, you know, how, how we expect them to socially distance, how to enter the buildings and what, what's going to happen and try to give them a heads up as they, they come back. So a lot of work, the prep work and getting have a successful repopulation, if you will, there, um, and and it's quickly turning to okay, what are all the 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 facets of 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 bringing fans uh, to a game? What is that going to entail? You know, everything from tailgating and parking to um, to entering the the facility and um, and how do we do that and how we how are we going to seat it if we have to restrict on seating and, you know, what are some plans there? So a lot of, a lot of layers there um, that are, um, that are top of mind uh, and with us, but across, across our, um, our conference and the, the nation, everyone's dealing with it. And so those are, those are uh, a, a big list and it's continuing to grow. 
Jim, I understand that, that the goal is obviously to win every game and that doesn't change, but there's a lot of thought that with the budgets, especially for first year coaches who maybe haven't seen their teams that kind of the way coaches are evaluated this year changes in your role. Does the way you will, will evaluate what, what these teams do during the season change because of what they've faced over the last few months? Yeah, I think, you know, all of us are going to be, you know, you, you guys, um, you know, with the power of the pen or the typewriter, but, um, you know, evaluating what does the team look like, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, how are they going to, how are they going to perform? And um, that'll be really, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, it's a good question. I think it obviously keep in consideration of that, of all the, everything going on and, um, and reality. And, and so, it's not all about wins and losses and, and it's, it's how, how you, you are, are working with your student athletes and, and um, you know, preparing during an unusual time. And so, as I said before, we've got a great group of people that are really leading in a positive way and with our, with our team. So um, really pleased with that so far. So we've been, we've been winning on the COVID front, if I can put that, you know, out to you. Jim, just overall, your optimism maybe on things going, you know, as normal as they can in the fall with football being played and all the sports. Optimism now versus maybe how you felt a couple months ago. Is it is it better, worse, the same? Yeah, I think so. I think we talked, you know, last time it was going to be different, you know, a month from when we last talked or, you know, um, is it three months that we have until September, you know, so it, it it's um, – uh, July, August, you know, September, it's, it's going to look differently. And, and my optimistic optimism grows, I guess, each month that we're, we get closer. And I, I think probably everyone, I, I'm not different than most people. And so um, I'm hoping that, you know, by, by September, we're, we're, it's, it's really an exciting moment. And I think everyone can celebrate. And I think it'll be really, really entertaining um, because you have no idea you know, what, what's going to happen. And, and so I think that, that is, uh, that's, that's a fun part of sport. And, uh, you know, for our, our student athletes is they, they prepare during an unusual time. So, um, I think it'll be, it'll be a fun fall. Any word on the postseason ban for the softball and baseball teams? Have not. Um, no, that's s still sitting with the NCA. Do you have any idea of when you might hear back about that? It's, it's a weekly question. <laughs> Do you guys, so you ask them every week? Not, not them per se, but actually the commissioners um, asking on our behalf. Jim, is there a, um, any update on when you think you guys will be allowed to start like actual contact practicing for football and other sports? You know, the football subcommittee working on that a little bit there, there has been some talk, and Nick might know a little bit better, but I, uh, some talk of maybe starting it a couple weeks early, or, or you know, um, not necessarily contact, but but teams working out together a little bit early. Nick, uh, what was the latest on that? Uh, the NCAA will vote on that, I believe, next Wednesday, the 17th of June, um, from the, the recommendations from the oversight football oversight committee, and then. Uh, my understanding is it would, could start sometime in uh, normal summer access, access maybe in, in uh, mid-July mid um, and then with a ramp up to uh, a normal start date for, for fall.
fall camp. So give you, it give you the opportunity to get back some of the time that the majority of programs lost uh, in spring. Now it may not be with contact, but opportunity at least for the coaches to get out and do walkthroughs and, and things like that on a limited basis. Anything else for the good of the order? You can ask Nick questions. Go ahead. Jim, Jim I had a question uh, about name, likeness, and image. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems to me, and I don't, I don't know if I understand it completely, but they, they want to try to keep schools out of, out of it in terms of making deals. But I just wanted to know if you could share some internal discussions or thoughts on how you manage something like that if you can't control it. And, just yeah, kind of no, yeah, it's, you know, the devil's in the detail. The NSA put out some broad, broad things on that. Um, obviously, we have seen we've, you know, having discussions, I, I think it'll, it'll take some kind of federal legislation because of all these, the states having different, different types of rules and, and to, uh, um, to have something consistent across the country. So it'll, it'll take um, it'll take some action there. Um, what that looks like, I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I think, you know, the protecting, um, you know, giving opportunity for students, I think is, is a good, good thing that other students might have, but you don't want to, the, the thing is worrying about is, is the, um, you know, the, the boosters getting involved in the, you know, illegal recruiting, if you will. And that, those are the devils in the details of how, and what's the valuation and how do you value, how do you evaluate that and who, who runs and who, who, uh, you know, education of the student athletes. And so they don't sign, sign a long-term contract that, that ties them up for a, a long period of time that, you know, beyond just college and, or they, at least they understand what they're doing if, if that comes to that. So, so a lot of, um, a lot of things that, that have to be worked out that I think by, by this January, we should have some, some, a better idea of what that looks like. All right. Thank you guys. Yep. If there's no other Good to see you. We'll let you go. Have a Thank great you. day. We'll catch up in a